0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go into the house of the Lord. Who's happened to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on, with a shout of praise and with your hands lifted high, we're ready to give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords what he deserves which is the highest praise hallelujah jesus glory to your name lord come on clap your hands if you would just stand to your feet this morning as we honor the lord of lords in this house hallelujah
1: this morning. He picked you up, he turned you around. He placed your feet on solid ground. Is there anything for people in the house this morning? Hallelujah, Put i
0: Christ Center Church where Christ is our central focus we're so glad to have everyone here this morning we welcome you our online congregation we welcome you this morning we're so glad everyone is tuning in this morning and one accord to worship the one God that we serve we're serving a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask or think and we're so glad this morning that we can call on the name of Jesus because when we call on the name of Jesus, he's the one that's going to save our soul from sin. He's the one that's going to give us peace and joy within him. I'm so glad that i know him for myself. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we thank you for being here this morning. Amen. Feel at liberty to worship the Lord with us this morning. Amen. Don't let nothing hinder you. Just forget about yesterday. Just forget about all the things that have gone this week. You're here this morning. It's a new start. Amen. So we're here this morning, and we're so glad that you're here to worship the Lord. We're going to get into prayer this time. Amen. So we're going to pray and ask the Lord to bless the remaining portion of our service this morning. I'm going to ask if there's anyone with a special prayer request, you can raise your hand. Amen. Lift your hand. There are a few hands raising up so you can look around. See some hands raising up. Amen. And as we are getting ready to pray, I'm going to ask Pastor and Sister Wyatt if they can come in front of the center. We're going we kind to of put them on the spot. We're going to pray for them this morning also. So we're going to ask them if they can come in front. Amen. As And the children. Where are the children? Um, Jordan is there. Come on, Jordan painting. Come on, come on up. Amen. We're going to pray for our pastors as we get into a prayer this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray. Amen. That God will continue to strengthen them, continue to touch their body. Amen. Amen. Sister Wyatt has lost her, um, her grandmother. And uh, they're going to be traveling this week, so we want you to keep them in our prayer as we pray this morning. Amen. A few brothers, if you can come lay hands, on our pastors, sisters, you can lay hands, and, and uh, the ladies can lay hands, and Sister Wyatt as we pray. And as everyone gather together today and pray, we want our God's will to be done. Amen. As we get and touch and one of God this morning, Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us here safely this morning, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercies, and for your love, oh God. We thank you for keeping us, Lord God. We thank you for protecting us, Lord God. We continue to, oh God, for continuing to provide for us, Lord God. For continuing to make ways when there seems to be no way. For continuing to open up doors that no man can shut, Lord God. You are the one that we adore. You are the one that we worship. You are the one that we praise, oh God. You are the one that Eli in a time of sickness, oh God. As we pray this morning, we pray for every hand that raised this morning, whatever their needs are this morning. We ask you to touch them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. If it's spiritual, if it's physical, if it's financial, oh God, if it's emotional, we pray next, ask Lord God, that you'll touch every person this morning. Our online congregation, we ask you, Lord God, to touch them. Oh God, that you'll be with them. Father God, as we pray this morning, we pray for our pastor, and his family, Lord God. We pray at this time, Lord God, you continue to strengthen them, encourage them. Oh God, protect them as they travel, Lord God. I pray your will will be done. Oh God, direct your angel run above them, Lord God. Help them that nothing will hinder them. Oh God, I pray and ask you to take them to and fro, Lord God. I pray and ask Your will to be done in the sanctuary, continue the send of souls from the east, the west, the north and the south. Lord God, we love you. We give you all the glory. We give we give you all the honor for you're great and you're greatly to be praised. We come in ourselves to you. We come in the service in your hands this morning. And we ask your will to be done. For we know it's not by might, not by power. But it's by your spirit that says the Lord. We give you praise in the name of Jesus we pray. And come on, let's give the Lord another round of applause. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Before the praise room worship sing this other song, we want to ask all the children that are here. I want every children. Amen. So just give a big shout out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All the children after three. One, two, three. Come on, that was a little weak. I want to hear you one more time. Just give some shout-out. One, two, all the youth. Thank you. All the youth. One, two, three. Much better. One more time. Hallelujah. It's ready to be praised. Come to the rush of the Lord with us. Amen.
1: We're here to worship the name of Jesus. Help us sing, say, Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my life. that one. Really sing that out, sing that out this morning. One more time, say from mine, night, from mine. Night. Jesus. Now how about we worship him in his place? Somebody lift your hands and worship him. Lift your hands and worship the king of kings. Worship the lord of lords of my life Jesus Glory. be the center of my situation Glory. Jesus be the hallelujah. center of my relationship hallelujah. be the center of my marriage be the, of my... be the center of my hallelujah. be the center of my hallelujah. home, Jesus hallelujah see Jesus. Jesus. from my heart
2: everybody. It's all about you. Christ is the center of our lives. It's all about you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We adore you and we praise you this morning. Amen. Amen. I want to greet you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Greetings this morning in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord, everyone. He alone is worthy. It is good for us to be here. I want to greet those online, our members online, and I want to greet all of us that is here this morning. God is good. Amen. Do you know just by showing up this morning, we are victorious. Do you know that if the devil had his way, we would never be here? We would be somewhere where we are not supposed to. So, God is good. We already have the victory. Amen? Amen. This morning is special because I just pray that everyone have it in their heart to hear what the preacher say this morning. And not just hear but just absorb it and use it later on because it's not for us to just hear alone it's for us to hear absorb it and when the appropriate time comes when the enemy comes upon us we use it and defeat the enemy amen 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 Amen. i'm just going to ask everyone to stand and just go around and greet each other. Tell them you made it. You made it. I'm inviting everyone to stand. Amen. God is good. Just greet everyone and just say we made it. Amen. 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 Just take another minute, another thirty seconds and greet everyone. God is good. Amen. Amen. As we as we return to our seats I want to acknowledge our visitors. So, if you could kindly return to your seats. <clears throat> Amen. I would like to ask all first time visitors, second, third time visitors to remain standing. We want to acknowledge you. Amen. Amen. We want to acknowledge our visitors this morning. Amen. We're glad to have you. We are glad to have you. Whatever we can do to assist in your walk with Christ, see us. We're glad to have you. We are honored to have you this morning. Amen. Amen. I have a a few announcements. And it will be quick. Our healthcare ministry will have a meeting just after service this afternoon. In the uh, fellowship hall. So, oh, in the back. In the back of the church. Right around the back there. So, just meet with Sister Sylvia. And it's for current healthcare workers. Those who are, have retired or just taken a break. And students, all of you, we are inviting you to come out and um, be at that meeting with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. And our prison ministry. Brother Calvin, um, let me just read this for you here. Christ Center Church was recently approved to teach Bible study at the Mercer County Workhouse Facility. We're looking for men and women that have a desire to serve. So, immediately after service, we, uh, Brother Calvin will be meeting you in the fellowship hall. So, you know, he will fill you in with the details. So, just see Brother Calvin, just go over to the fellowship hall, and um, if you are interested. And it's a wonderful thing to do. You know, teaching Bible study, you learn. You're not just teach alone. You'll learn. Amen? And, and um, it, it's, it's a good thing when you teach people who are hungry for the word. Because sometimes Christ is calling us, but we, we look the other way. But when we're in a situation that we can only look one way, you'll get a lot of attention. You'll get people that are desperate for the word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, It's offering time. It's offering time. Amen. I am going to ask you to give a good offering this morning. We're not going to be walking around three times before the preacher preaches, you know, and ask for offering. We don't do that. We just ask for one offering. But give a good offering this morning. There are needs. Amen. Amen. So give a good offering. And remember, those who made pledges. We still have two months, but we implore you to continue to give. And those who can give a little more, we also encourage you to give. Amen? If just so you'll remember, there are two envelopes here. One is for the regular time and one is for the pledge. Most of you are aware of it already, but I'm imploring you this morning to give. Give generously. And the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand while I pray over the offering. Amen. Stand with us this morning in obedience to the, the word of God. Amen? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We honor you. You are our God. You have covered us All this time, Lord, you have kept us. Lord Jesus, even when we are not aware of it, you have kept us. You, Lord Jesus, have provided that shield of protection over us. You have given us strength and energy to go out and work, O God, and to be obedient in your kingdom. No, we want to be obedient. We want to come, as you said, and bring our tithes and offering. So we come forth with it, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, not grudgingly, or with a mean face, O oh God, but we come with it cheerfully, Lord Jesus, because we are giving it unto the Lord. We thank you, O oh God, for providing for us. Those, O oh God, who are unable to do so, Lord, I pray that you make a way for them. Lord Jesus, cover us, keep us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we continue to serve you, And we continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Obey the instructions of the ushers this morning. And if you you give electronically, there are two booths around the back. Just see the ushers there. Amen. Amen. God bless you.
1: We can just raise our hands and raise our voice in this place and Sing, sing, is my worship. All of my, my worship. Somebody work.
3: The words that we're singing this morning.
1: Come on, lift your voice and sing, and I will.
3: voice let out your voice and begin to praise him and magnify his name let him know how much you appreciate him let him know that you thank him because he's been good he's been kind he's been merciful he's been gracious we worship you oh great God you've been good to us oh hallelujah 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 The presence of the Lord is in this house. If you would just go ahead and get a hold of Jesus this morning, you will never be the same. You will not leave here the same. God will do something amazing in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. You're so good to us, Jesus. You're better to us than we are to ourselves. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord one more time. What a privilege and honor for us to be in God's presence. I know God is present everywhere, but many in our world today don't get to experience what you are experiencing this morning. Because when we worship the Lord, the Bible says he tabernacles in the praises of his people. And when we worship him together as one, his presence just overwhelms us and overcome us, that we just begin to bask and know that his presence is just in the midst of us, and we're so grateful that we can feel God's presence and experience God's glory. Welcome to Christ Center Church. It's such an honor to have you here with us this morning. For those of us that are here with us the first, second, or third time, we welcome you back. And if it's this, this is your second or third time, we claim you in Jesus' name that this is your church home. Amen. Amen. If it's your first time, we'll get you just one opportunity to see if you come back. You come back again, it's all over. Amen. And so we welcome you in Jesus' name. You always hear me say that God orchestrates the, 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 everyone that come here to visit for the first time. You always hear me say it, it's God's plan. It was God orchestrating your visit to this place. It sometimes seems just like you just decided to go, and I know that's what you think most often, but trust me, if you know the Lord the way I do, you know it's His way that was working to get you here. Because God wanted you to be here because God wants to bless you. God wants to speak to your heart. God wants to give you direction. And so God brought you here this morning, and so we're thankful for all of our guests that came to be with us, because you are a guest of the Lord, and we are here to let you know we're just glad that you are with us and among us. I want to, there's a person that I worked with many years um, that is here this morning. Someone had told me about um, um, that she came when I was away at Youth Congress, and she's here this morning. And I just want to just thank God for the opportunity and the privilege to always be a witness. Even when you don't know what's going on, just be a child of God and just be present we might not always have to open our mouth and tell people you need to go to church or you need to get saved but if you will just be righteous and just be ever present in god somebody will take notice and when the lord is ready for them to be where they need to be god will remind them of the seeds that were planted and so colleen we welcome you to christ center church and we're so glad that you came she said god had been orchestrating her direction to come to this church for a good while Um, She told me that her boss is um, um, connected with my wife's boss, and she worked with me many years ago, and it's just awesome how God does things, and so we're so glad that she was able to follow the leading of the Spirit, Vanessa, Calvin's cousin, um, you know, we kind of was crossing, you know, during school times, but, you know, she... Ended up here because it was God's plan. And all of you that are guests this morning, it was God's plan that you're here. All of you. Cecilia, um, I tried to give you a credit for the family being here this morning, but you gave the credit rightfully so to your daddy. And so we're glad that the whole family is here and we thank God for you. Even when Cecilia's not here, she probably interacts with our social media more than most. And uh, she's always interacting, so she probably knows everything that's going on here, even when she is not here. Uh, I want you to be seated just for a moment. Um, I, I feel, I really feel uh, a push by the Lord to be a vessel that he can use for the northeastern part of America to experience the power of God like we've never experienced before. I'm not anybody special, but I know that God has trusted me because he has found me faithful in following his instructions. And so I felt, felt pressed for a little while now that God wants to do great things in the northeastern part of America. You see, if you travel to Texas, you will see Christians and people worshiping God like it's just second nature. It's a way of life. If you go south, Mississippi and Louisiana, it's just commonplace that church is in the center or the foundation of the lives of the people in the south. But when you go east and you go west, We tend to tell the rest of the world that we're different from the rest of the world. Therefore, we might not have God the way the rest of the world does. And I believe that for the longest time, it's probably been incumbent upon the preachers and ministers and teachers to communicate God's plan. And we have to be faithful in communicating God's plan. And if we will do that... The Northeast will experience the power of God and Christianity, the true way of God, will really be a foundational thing here in the Northeast. And I believe it's happening. Some of you might not see it and some of you might not know it and understand it as yet. But you're going to see the power of God and Christianity surge in the Northeast like you've never seen it. Because God has targeted and is targeting our younger generation because they're going to be the ones to change everything. They're going to change everything as we know Christianity because they're going to receive the truth and they're going to do something with the truth. And so this week, uh, a a group of us went to um, St. Louis, Missouri to gather together together For our semi-annual North American Youth Congress where young people come together and worship the Lord, praise the Lord, get instruction from God to go out and do some great things. And you might just think that what we have here going is, is not that big of a deal. But let me show you in a second here what God is doing because what he's doing all around the world, he wants to do here in the Northeast. And if we will trust him and trust his leaders who have his heart, you will see it and experience it yourself. So take a look at this video clip of where the young people from this church went uh, Tuesday through Friday of last week and what all was transpiring. The drought is over tonight. We go to stadiums to watch basketball games. We go to stadiums to watch football games. But we had 34,000 people in a stadium to worship God. You may not understand what God is doing in the world, but I'm here to tell you the drought is over. What God is getting ready to do in the Northeast, we're getting ready to see a move of God and the power of God. And we won't have to feel like the drought is here anymore. Church seems just so cumbersome to so many of us in the Northeast. But I'm here to tell you, get on board now. Get on board now so you don't become a hater. What do I mean by that? You know what some people have done? Let me help you with something. You know what some people have done? They were in church and for whatever reason, they walked away. And when they walked away... And started living their life and however they wanted to live. When they got news about what's going on in the church, they heard how wonderful and how powerful God was working in the church. And instead of them saying, my goodness, I messed up, I better go back. They become disgruntled and start saying, that, well, they can act up and shout all they want, but they're all hypocrites. And so you say that only because you had walked away. And instead of just, just being upset and criticizing, just come back and be a part of it. But if you're here, don't walk away. God is doing some special things in his people. I thank God for what he's doing. If you will stand with me just for a few moments, we're going to get right into the word of God and we're going to read a scripture text and then I'll get into the message here. I will not keep you long. But I feel like there's something that you need to hear this morning in the word of the Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I pray to God that when the service is over, you will leave here differently. That when the service is over, there will be some things that will be released out of your life that don't belong. There would be a, a real change within your heart where you will have a made-up mind and you just won't be about talk. Talk is cheap. Yes. Yes. And we can't just talk about it. I, I, I just got some news this morning. Well, yesterday I got a text message. And this is, I'm just sharing with you how God works so you can look for him to work in your life. And remember I told you I went to Florida a couple weeks ago to do Sister Karen and Brother Calvin's, um, um, Sister Karen's father, Brother Calvin's father-in-law's funeral. And while I was there, I sat among people that were drinking and smoking and doing their thing that I don't do. But I decided that wherever I go, I'm going to be a witness. And as I sat there while they smoked and drank and did their thing and their music, I was talking to them about Jesus. And we just talked about Jesus. And it was a young man there that was interested. I might as well call her my cousin. And and he's talking to her and he wanted to be with her and all of that stuff. And I just had to sit him down and just talk real good to him and real straight. He listened to me because he knew I was a worldly and just like him or worse than him. And so as I talked to him and tell him where God brought me from to where I am today, and I began to reason with him and says, listen, we're not about playing games around here. If you want to be with her, you're going to have to do it the right way. And I went through the whole discussion. Yesterday, she texted me a picture of her engagement ring. And she said to me, Pastor, I just wanted to send this to you because my fiance said, let the pastor know. Just saying, just let's live our life for Christ and stop backing down and and, and cowering down and act like because we're not the majority that we have to acquiesce to what everybody else is doing. We don't have to acquiesce to them. They need Jesus and we've got Jesus. Why are we concerned about trying to be like everybody else? Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 17. Ephesians chapter four verse number seventeen. I'm going to read it this morning. I don't know if they were able to put it up in the N L the N and and T L B version. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so you all are okay. All right. Audiovisual is not playing. Huh? <laughs> audiovisual was a part of um, one of the audiovisual personnel <laughs> was a part of um, the conference, and they she watched how the preachers made changes in the middle of their sermon. One preacher started out with one title and finished with a different title. And poor audio visual had to be keeping up and catching up with the preacher. Because when we're doing God's work, we got to be ready. Let me tell you. Again, all of you was not in my place. I don't expect for all of you to have been in my position. But when I was not a child of God, well, when I was not living my life to please God, I really was spontaneous, I enjoyed the life and I just did everything that I wanted and anything that you thought was a good idea in those times, let's go. Let's do it. And when God changed my life and I was converted, I'm the same way. But now I'm doing it for Jesus. And we can have a really good time and we can really have a fine time living for the Lord. People want you to think Christianity is boring and dull. I don't know which Christianity they're talking about. As a matter of fact, can I tell you this? This Wednesday night at Bible study, I want you to come. I need to teach this area what real Christianity is because we have a misconception, a false idea of what Christianity is. And if I can teach it to you, maybe you'll realize, oh, I can do that. Oh, yeah, I need to live for God. It will probably make more sense to you if you get it the right and proper way. But if you just get it the way that so many people are modeling it, yeah, you're probably going to just kind of. Just being neutral and kind of be like, okay, okay. But if you'll come to Bible study this Wednesday at 7.30, you'll get to hear something fantastic. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 17. The scripture says, let me say this. Then speaking for the Lord, live no longer as the unsaved do. For they are blinded and confused. Y'all listen to the scripture when you read it? It says, unsaved people are blinded and confused. I didn't say it. Please don't be upset. The Bible said it. The word of Jesus Christ says that if we're unsaved, we're blinded and confused. Their closed hearts are full of darkness. They are far away from the life of God because they have shut their minds against him. And they cannot understand his ways. They don't care anymore about right and wrong and have given themselves over to impure ways. They stop at nothing, being driven by their evil minds and reckless lust. But that isn't the way Christ taught you. If you have really heard his voice and learned from him the truth concerning himself, then throw off your old evil nature, the old you that was a partner in your evil ways, rotten through and through, full of lust and sham. Now, your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. Yes, you must be a new and different, holy, it says right, but let's use the word righteous, clothe yourself with this new nature. A whole lot going on there. Maybe you need to write that down and go back and read it some other time just to make sure it sinks in. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to stand in your presence. We thank you for your word, which is already settled. That your word, Lord God, is the authority that governs this earth, that governs the heavens, and governs under the earth. Lord, we're thankful that we can hear the word today. We open our heart today that the word may go in and take root and germinate, and grow, and produce good fruit. We're looking for our life to be transformed, to be changed, that we will not be the same, and that our purpose, that what you called us, and created us, and designed us for, will be fulfilled. Give us a different way of thinking. Give us a different understanding. Give us a way to live that is right and pleasing before you. Lord, I ask that you will open heaven, and pour out your spirit that before we leave this place somebody could be filled with your spirit somebody will be baptized in your name somebody will get free from bondage of sin somebody will give themselves to you somebody will renew their mind in you never to go back never ever to be the same again we thank and praise you for all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you today on this topic made for more. Made for more. Mm-hmm. In the text we just read, The Apostle Paul contrasts the Christian life with the Gentile life. Gentile, when you see the scripture use Gentile, it's really talking about unsaved or ungodly people. And so the scripture we just read, uh, it, it, it contrasts the life of a Christian to the life of an ungodly, unsaved person. There is a difference between a saved individual and an unsaved individual. There is a difference in, difference in living a saved life and not living a saved life. I only got, come on, and amen. All right. Let me help some of you that are not always here. It's okay to hear something that goes against what you're doing and say amen. Because the truth is, let me tell you a secret. So the truth is, when you don't say amen, it means I just hit you where it hurts. So if you want to trick me, you can't trick Jesus. But if you want to trick me, just say amen when it hurts. And I will never know it's hurting you. But when I speak a word and it gets quiet, it means it's a word. It means God has said something through me to speak right to your situation. But if you will just say Amen, and because Amen means I agree, what you're just saying is I agree. Not because we're not obeying God, it doesn't mean God is not right. So when even how we want to we live the way we want to live and we're not living always to please God, God is always right, and God will always be true no matter what. So when we hear God's word, we can say Amen, that God is right. I may be wrong, but God is right. It's okay. People that never grow and develop is because they never listen. Just look at people that never want to listen to anybody. Just look at people that's always just always in their feelings and never listen. They never take any instructions. When they don't do that, they don't grow. Don't be that person. God didn't call you not to grow. God called you to be more than what you are. And so when you hear something that might go against what you're doing and how you feel, if it's God's words, you said, Amen, Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. But I don't plan to stay in the place where I am because you have more for me, Lord, and I'm going to get to the place that you have for me because you have more for me. That's the good thing about hearing Good preaching. Good preaching tell you where it hurts. Tell you the truth, but give you a way out to make it right. And so you'll hear some things from me today that will hurt, that that you will probably be upset about. But the good news is before I'm done, you will receive something that will help you to overcome whatever that is. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, the Scripture says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So that means if we are in Christ, we become new. And so if you're here today and you're not in Christ, it's all right. You can leave here being in Christ. Nobody has to remain where they are when they leave here today. All of us uh, can elevate. Uh, All of us can go a little higher. All of us can be a little bit more than what we are when we leave here today. From the old life to the new life, we can do it. When we repent of our sins, get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, And receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We become a new person. We just don't turn over a new leaf. We begin a new life. And so when the Bible tells us that we must be born again, what the Bible is saying essentially is, get a new life. You can get rid of that old life. You don't have to keep living that same old life. You don't have to keep living the way you've been living. You don't have to keep struggling the way you've been struggling. Get out of that old life and get a new life. And guess what, church? Only Jesus can give us a new life. We can only have a new life because of Christ. You can change your life and do some things to make it better, but the new life that we're talking about, only God can give it to you. The transforming power of the Holy Spirit transforms our life and we begin to live a new life. A life with new principles, which are the words of God. The word of God becomes the governing authority in our life. And we must learn to know and to live this new way. Do you know and understand that God's word is the governing authority in heaven and in earth? Under the earth too. Did you know that? Not because everybody's not obeying it. If you're a parent, you will understand this. You ever tell your child something or your children something, and you know what you're talking about because you know how life really is, and they keep on acting like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. And, and, and they, don't, they don't tell you you don't know what you're talking about, but they keep on trying to tell you their point of view. And you just sit there, after a while you decide, I'm not going to let this kid get me frustrated. I'm just going to leave him to his own demise. And you just leave that child and you'll watch them and you'll watch them and you just see them fall apart. And you see exactly what you told them is happening. It didn't mean your word was a lie. It didn't mean anything. It just means they didn't obey your word. The same with the word of God. Because we're not experiencing what's supposed to happen for ourselves doesn't mean the word of God is not absolute truth. It just means we're not obeying it. But sooner or later, the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know what it means? One day, sooner or later, everybody will say, God, you were right and I was wrong. One day, everybody will say it. God, you were right, and I was wrong. So, whether we say it today, next week, next month, next year, sooner or later, every one of us will have to say, God, you were right. So, why did we need to become new creatures? The Bible says, We're fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says we're made in the image of God. So if we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we were made in the image of God, why in the world would we need to become brand new? Ask yourself that question. This is why some people are not changing because we take scriptures sometimes to make it fit how we think and how we believe and how we conduct our life. So guess what? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm made in the image of God. And so when you hear a preacher like me preach the word of God and says we need to be born again, to be brand new. We said, well, I don't know about all of that. Well, the Bible says we must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Here is why we need to be born again. Because sin was passed down from the first man and woman down to everybody else that was born after that. So the first people that were ever created, they sinned and they passed down that sinful way unto all of every one of us that were born after that. And so God created us perfectly. God created us in his image. But guess what? Because we became corrupt, because we defiled ourselves because we became unholy, because we became sinful and living our life according to our feelings which kept us separated from our creator, we need to be born again. Yes, that's why we need to be born again. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in order to change all of what's wrong with us, We needed, we need to be born again. We need to become a new person because we were made for more. The old corrupt, defile, and sinful way, the self-pleasing way, is the old way. It's a corrupt way. It's an ungodly way. And God said, I made you for more than living in sin. I made you for more than defiling yourself. I made you for more than what you're doing. And so in order to move toward what I created you for, you need to be born again. We must be born again to fulfill our purpose in Jesus Christ. I always need to clarify this. All of us here can live our life according to what we believe we need to do. I heard it said at a North American Youth Congress. It resonates because I talk to people a lot and I know how people's conversation go. And We like to say this. Listen, this is my truth. What do you mean by that? You mean this is just what I think, this is what I believe, and this is what I do. That's your truth. Unfortunately, there's only one truth. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth. Truth is a person. Truth is not what you think. Truth is not what you believe. Truth is not what you think. Truth is a person, and that person is Jesus. Whatever Jesus says, that is truth. Whatever Jesus tells us, that is truth. Everything else is what you think. And what you think will not get you to fulfill your purpose in Christ. So you can live your life to fulfill your desires, to fulfill what your family wants to fulfill, but it would never be what Christ created you to fulfill. So we have a choice. We can decide to live our life for our own pleasures, for our own purpose, or we can live our life to fulfill the purpose for, what, for why Christ created us. Now, before you get turned off by that, because a lot of people struggle with that, When you come to know Jesus Christ, you understand he's not mean. He's kind. He's loving. When you come to know Jesus Christ, you'll understand he will not keep you away from things to hurt your feelings and make you mad. And so when you live your life to fulfill his purpose for why you were created, that doesn't mean you don't get any pleasure out of it. I have to say that because I believe a lot of people don't live for Christ because they think that they will not get any pleasure for themselves. What kind of God would he be if he just let you live without having any pleasure for yourself? As a matter of fact, <laughs> when God created man and he created woman, he gave us an act that was pleasurable. What if God didn't tell us how man and woman need to come together? We wouldn't know about that experience. So he created us and from the moment he created us, he gave us pleasure. It's not good for a man to be alone. So I'm going to allow the man and the woman to have pleasure in each other. So the bottom line is God is not trying to take away pleasure from you. So don't think of the Almighty has, well, he never wants me to do anything. Nonsense. Come to know who he is and learn who he is and you will realize you can live for God and you'll experience good pleasure. You'll experience uh, the blessings of God. You will experience uh, so much more than what you can imagine. But you got to try it. Uh, you got to do it and you will see God will give you more than you will ever anticipate it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what has gone right or wrong in your life up to this point. If you will be born again of the water and of the spirit, get ready for more. Somebody say more. Because you were made for more. We ought to get ready for more because what we are experiencing is not what God intended to For us to experience. We're experiencing, some of us, a little bit of trinkets, a little trickle down, a little bit of crumbs. And we say, whoop, this is all right. It is so much more than that. It is so much more than that. Did you see the, the, the video that we showed you what was going on? It is so much more than us sitting here today saying, Yeah, Lord, it is so much more than that. God wants to give us more than what we can ever ask or think or imagine. Every person, regardless of his or her station in life, has the God-given potential to be something more than they currently are. Whatever you are right now, God will give you what it takes for you to be way more than what it is. In John chapter 1 verse number 12, speaking of Jesus, the scripture says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. God will give you the power to become more than you can ever become on your own strength. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Paul made it clear in the text that if we do not become new creatures in Christ, we live in the vanity of our mind. And our understanding is darkened. And we are alienated from the life of God through ignorance because of the blindness of our heart. It's hard to fathom that we could actually be blind even though we're seeing clearly to go wherever we want to go. But God is not talking about sight. Sight and seeing are two different things. You ever stop and thought about that even though your eyes are open and you're seeing, it's not really because of your eyes that you're seeing. It's because of your understanding that you're seeing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because if you see what you don't understand, what good is it? <laughs> so we like to think about seeing as, you know, these two things that opens up. But seeing is more than that. When you can't see according to God's word, it means you're ignorant. According to God's word, when you can see, it means knowledge has come. You have been enlightened. You're no longer ignorant to something. Mm -hmm. Even, I will say this, yes, we must be born again in order to overcome the ignorance, to overcome the vanity of our mind and our darkened understanding. Yes, we must be born again for that. But hear me too, there are people that's been born again and they are still living in the vanity of their mind. There are people that are born again and their understanding is still darkened. There are people that are born again and they're still alienated from the life that Christ has for them because of ignorance and blindness of the heart. Mm -hmm. So even after we become new creatures in Christ, we still need our mind renewed regularly so we do not go back to the old ways of thinking and processing and living. We need to have our mind renewed. Somebody say renewed. Can I tell you this? Our mind is being attacked daily. What we think is pleasurable is really attack. Our mind is being conditioned every day to believe a certain way and to think a certain way. Hear me now. There is so much clutter in our mind. We are so consumed with the clutter of images and information and algorithms are causing us to drift from the mindset the Lord wants us to have. To have a mindset of this world. Because of this. Because of this. We can't put this down. And so our mind is filled with clutter because that thing is always telling us something. It's always beeping. It's always going off. And we feel enslaved to answer it and to look at it. And so our mind is being attacked. And as long as our mind is attacked and filled with clutter, it's hard for us to process what God is trying to tell us. In Philippians 2 and 5, the scripture says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know what it means? The mind of Jesus Christ is to have the attitude of Jesus Christ exhibited in your life. Our attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. After all, watch this, listen to me. After all, outlook determines outcome. Outlook determines. Determines outcome. Depending on what your outlook is according to a situation, you will produce a certain outcome. Because how you perceive a thing to be, you will do what you have to do to get an outcome that you think you should get. Outcome determines, or outlook determines outcome. If the outlook is selfish, the action will be divisive and destructive. <laughs> Outlook determines outcome. And many of us, if we're going to be truthful, we've been taught by our surroundings to be selfish. I got to do what I got to do because don't nobody care about me. That sounds good. But when you get Jesus in your life, you know what you say? I'm going to do what Jesus wants me to do because he's got my back. I don't have to worry about me. When 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 I surrender my life to Christ, I don't have to fin. I don't have to fight. I don't have to pry. I don't have to kick doors open. I don't have to do anything to get things done because I'm serving him. And if he wants me to do something, it's his responsibility to provide the opportunity. It's his responsibility to make the way that I cannot make. So when we serve Jesus, he's responsible for everything. And I don't have to worry about it. So I don't have to be selfish. When you really serve God, you don't have to be selfish. If you are selfish, you need to say, God, help me, I'm selfish because I'm not really serving God. Because when I serve God, I don't have to be selfish. I can give people my last and not feel bad. What do you mean by that, preacher? Because he's my provider. And so if I am not going to be you know, serving myself, it's easy to live and to love one another and to give because you realize that I depend on him to take care of me, not me taking care of myself. I told you, in the, in the middle of the pandemic, I got a 30% raise. My wife got a, I forgot how much percent raise she got in the middle of the pandemic. When they taking away everybody's job and telling them this and telling them that, we got Increases. In the middle of the pandemic, when when all the churches were shut down, and we was in the firehouse, and we were only shut down for a couple months, this church grew, and y'all gave like y'all never gave before, and that's why we're in this building today. Because Jehovah Jireh is our provider. We don't provide for ourselves. We just love people. We just do what God wants us to do, and he takes care of the rest of it. So when you live for God, you don't have to be selfish and worry about getting your own. Ephesians chapter 4, we read earlier, it says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How is the mind renewed? Let me get to the heart of this thing and, and finish up here. How is the mind renewed? The renewal of the mind takes place, not simply in the mind, but in the mind of the spirit. Hear me now, I'm slowing it down. The renewal is referring... To the newness of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're listening now. The renewal is referring to the newness of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So let me ask you this question. When was the last time you were renewed in the knowledge of Jesus Christ? When was the last time you received knowledge? about the Lord Jesus Christ that you didn't have before? When was the last time the knowledge of Christ came into your heart, came into your mind because you were reading or you were listening to the Word of God? When was the last time you experienced that? And the Bible tells us we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Hmm. When when, when was the last time we received a revelation of the Word of God for ourselves? When did you last receive a revelation where you said, man, I feel like God just gave me an understanding of something that I did not know previously. When was the last time? When the Bible talking about being renewed in the spirit of your mind, it's not talking about the spirit of God. If you look in your Bible, it's lowercase s. When the Bible is talking about the spirit of God is uppercase S. This was lowercase S. So it's talking about your spirit, my spirit. So that when it's talking about being renewed, renewing in the spirit of our mind, it's talking about our spirit. Spirit in the text is referring to the human spirit, the breath of the human, not the spirit of God. So, so, so it's talking about we need to be renewed in our own mind, the spirit of our mind. Mind refers to the intellect our thought process, our understanding. Therefore, to be renewed in the spirit of our mind is to receive new knowledge of the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. His spirit empowers your spirit that your thoughts and understanding will be inspired by the word of the spirit of the Lord which will direct our life and our actions. When we get renewed In the spirit of our mind, it means we're getting new understanding of the Word of God. And when we get new understanding of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit empowers our spirit. I don't have time for this, but I will say this real quick. When God created Adam, Adam didn't need the Holy Spirit. When God created Adam, Adam did not need the Holy Spirit because God and Adam communicated like this up close. But when Adam sinned, sin separated Adam from God, now Adam need to become spiritual. Adam was created spiritual. But when he sinned, sin will interfere with our spirituality. It makes us dull in hearing and understanding the word of God. And so in order for us to be enlightened, we need God's spirit to enlighten us so we can understand his word and his instructions. So if we stay in our own sinful ways, we can't understand a lot of things. This is why the Bible says that we're blind. This is why the Bible says we're ignorant, because sin will make us blind. Sin makes us ignorant, and sin prevents us from understanding God's Word. But when we repent of our sins, when we yield to the Spirit of God and do what the Spirit of God tells us, we will get understanding. The knowledge of God will begin to flow in our life, and we will be able to apply it as we understand it. Some people have knowledge, but don't have understanding. If you have knowledge and not have understanding, you still can't live out what the Word of God is telling you. So when we pray and we get knowledge, the Spirit of God will help us to get understanding. So having knowledge with no understanding, eh, not enough. But when we have knowledge and we get understanding, then that's when change begins to take place in our life. You and me, we are made for more. Tell your neighbor you're made for more. But we can only be the more when we are renewed in the spirit of our mind regularly. We can't just be renewed when we're baptized in Jesus' name. We can't just be renewed when we're born again or when we have one altar experience. We need to be renewed in the mind of our spirit every single day. We need to be renewed in the mind of our spirit. Many of us are stuck in neutral. And some of us are going backwards. But it doesn't have to be that way. We can do something about it. Some of us need to be born again. Right now, others need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Can I tell you this? How we're going to see revival in the Northeast? Here's how we're going to see it. We are allowing our environments to influence our actions as opposed to us influencing our environment by our actions. When we were in St. Louis, 34,000 strong, they shut down the streets for us. When we were in St. Louis, people were praying for their bus driver that wasn't saved. Laying hands on bus driver for the bus driver to become safe. We change the environment. St. Louis got a part that's really bad, but while we were downtown St. Louis last week, we changed the entire environment by our actions. That's how we will affect our immediate environment and then eventually the rest of our environment we have to stop backing down from what the word of God says we are and what we're supposed to be and do we got to stop backing down why are we trying to appease and fulfill the things of this world why is the world giving us eternal life is the world doing anything for us just like the world can make you rich Jesus can make you richer living for Jesus don't mean you're going to have to be poor so, what does the world have for you while we have to keep on being in the world? What is it giving us? But we, 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 we think that we have to acquiesce to the things of this world instead of realizing I'm a change agent. When I show up, I make the difference. Not what is around me that makes it. I make the difference. I told you all the time. This is not cocky. This is not thinking I'm somebody that I'm not. This is having total confidence in Jesus. When I show up, I don't care what's going on. Atmosphere change. Atmosphere change. Some will walk away because they don't want to hear what I have to say, but atmosphere changing. And I'm not worried about it because I know I want... was. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine the other day. And he said something that I always say. And I had to say, man, you're on to something. He says, why is it that people in the church make us out to be the bad guy when all we're trying to do is to help you be the best version of yourself in Christ? I said, I said, I say that too. He says, why do we have to feel like the bad guys as pastors when all we're doing is preaching God's word? To help you be what God called you to be and some of you for to help you to what you want to be in Christ. And sometimes we're preaching up a storm. We're giving our all to this and, and some of you make us out to be the bad guy. When all we were trying to do was help you. That's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to make you the best version of yourself. People like to say that. I, I want to be the best version of myself. Well, The world cannot make you the best version of yourself because the world didn't make you. Ask yourself, where did you come from? The world cannot make you the best version of yourself. Your creator is the only one who can make you the best version of yourself. We're finding reasons to explain why we are in neutral or going backwards as opposed to seeking the Lord Jesus so we can go forward. Learn to... Call yourself out and be comfortable with it. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I was off. Yeah, that wasn't good. As opposed to making yourself to be like you're always right. Nobody's always right, so it's okay to call yourself out. When you can call yourself out, man, there is great potential for growth. You don't want to call yourself out? Real little potential for growth. Some of us, when we were born again and became new creatures in Christ, we never changed our old garment. We never changed our old ways. We kept on the same old garments we were wearing before we got born again. And those same old garments are affecting our thinking. What do you mean by that, preacher? It means that we never allow the Holy Spirit to take a hold of us. Remember I told you, there are people that have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit don't have them. We need the Holy Spirit to have us and not just us having the Holy Spirit. And so we keep on those old grave clothes when we get born again. Why keep on the old clothes when we are brand new people? When Jesus rose Lazarus from the grave, he didn't let him keep on the grave clothes. After Jesus called him out of the grave, he commanded the grave clothes to loose him. He says, loose him and let him go. He didn't let Lazarus come out of the grave and walk around in grave clothes. So why are we walking around in grave clothes? Why are we saying we're saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized with Jesus on our side, but we're walking around with grave clothes? Old attitude. Why go around wearing grave clothes when you are a new person? Take off the old and put on the new. We no longer belong to the old corruption of this world and sin. We are new creation in Jesus Christ. So let's take off the old grave clothes. We do so by being renewed in the mind or the spirit of our mind. And so I'm closing here. Let me take this thing to an end. Over the years, I have observed that many people never realize their God-given potential. And even some people, when they recognize it, they don't think they can achieve it. Some seem unaware that they have been created for a higher purpose. Others realize this, but become mired in the concerns of life that don't make progress and grow. They feel trapped by their circumstances. Still, others are simply unable to see a clear path forward. They have been longing for something more. I'm talking to somebody now. You've been longing for something more, but you don't know how to pursue it. But I've come today to tell you, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You have to change your thinking. You have to change your thinking. You have to change your living. You have to change from the old way and step into the new that God has for you. You are made for more than what you are right now. I don't care how educated you are. I don't care what great job you have. I don't care what you own. You are still created for more than what you are right now. Let's not give up now. Let's stop compromising because we have not seen the results we expected from God. Oh yes, God will never give up on us. He has a higher calling for us, but we have to be intentional. We have to sacrifice for Him. We have to seek His knowledge and the spirit of His word, and we have to obey Him no matter what. I close with this. At NAYC the other day, let's stand. At NAYC the other day, a preacher by the name of James Wilson preached a real moving, life-changing message entitled It's Okay to Hate Away. It's okay to hate away. Let me show you where he took his text from. Psalms 119 verse 128. I'm finishing here. Psalms 119 verse 128. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. David was telling the Lord Everything that you say, Lord, I know is right. But he went on and says, and I hate every false way. And the preacher preached, it's okay to hate a way. Mm -hmm. The reason I am sharing this with you is because We must, yes, obey the word of God. But we also have to hate the ways of unrighteousness. (sighs) Let me tell you what's the real challenge. As he said so eloquently. When we love somebody and we're close to them. A lot of times when we tell them truth, they become angry with us. They're upset with us because the truth might go against the way they want to live their life. And they get angry with us and they get upset with us. But we have to do a better job in holding them close to us and let them know how much we love them. And we're not talking about them. We are talking about everything that's false according to how God created it. If God didn't create a thing to be a certain way and, and, and we're doing it, then it's false. It's not the way of God. So it's okay for us as people of God to say, I hate that way. That's not a good way. But that doesn't have anything to do with the person. And we have to be so loving and so patient. And so kind that when we do share with someone and say, you know how much I love you. You know how much I would do anything for you for your life to be better. Because remember what I told you love is. Anybody remember? Jesus showed us love. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And what the Bible really is saying, if you dig deeper, is almighty God did what he had to. He sacrificed himself and became human. Just so he can come into this world and die for us and give us a new life. So what he really did was he did whatever was necessary to benefit us. So when I say I love you, it means I will do whatever is necessary to benefit you. However, going down a way that's going to lead to destruction is not beneficial. So I can't support you for that. I love you. So... I can't, I can't encourage you to keep going down that direction if I love you. It's interesting how I don't remember too much. Maybe my mom did. I don't know if anybody else said it to me. But when I was living in the world and I drank a lot, nobody was telling me you drank too much. Because we always support people no matter what. That's not love. It's not love to support a certain way that will lead to destruction. You don't love that person. So stop passing it all like you love that person when you're supporting a way. Figure out how to become uncomfortable telling them, you know I love you. But that way is not right. It's not going to lead you to your purpose in Christ. It's not going to take you where God wants to take you. It's not going to make you Become more as to what God is calling you to. We got to get that part right. Because we condone so much that people push it on you some more. Because they push. You know what the devil do? If you give him an inch, he take a yard. If you can think back, those of you that have been living for any amount of time. If you can think back, there are things that we just ignored. And act like it was no big deal. And now we wish we never ignored it. But we gotta do something different now. The Bible tells us, therefore, I esteem all the precepts concerning all things to be right. Everything that God says is right. But we have to start hating the ways that are false. Please, please don't twist it up and mess it up and and, and, and start making it about people. It's not about people, it's about a way that's Different from the way of God. The Bible says Jesus is the way. So any way that's not the way of Jesus, it is false. It will not lead us where we got to go. It will not help us to be more. And we're trying our best to be more. We're trying our best to move forward and we're trying to do it without the one who knows what's best. So we have to understand that. The Lord has called all of us unto righteousness. Therefore, we must hate Unrighteousness. Unrighteousness must not be tolerated in our life. Because as the preacher says, he went into talking about uh, Eli and his kids. Talking about how much when you love somebody and you're doing it wrong because you love them so much, you condone it. And when you condone it, it's going to end up hurting you as well. Eli loved God. But because his kids were not doing right, he compromised because he loved his kids. The problem is, Eli didn't understand real love. Because real love says, I have to tell you the truth. I have to tell you what's right. If, if we're going to be made, if we're made for more, and we are, and we're going to accomplish more, that needs to be a significant part of our life. Truth. Righteousness. We must love righteousness, and we must hate unrighteousness. In the final text, in the scripture, it says, and, and, and that you put on the new man, which after Christ is created in righteousness and holiness. Another person from NAYC. Young girl, Kendra Schock. She talked about righteousness. She's doing some missionary work in the Middle East. And she went and talked to Jewish scholars, rabbis, to find out what righteousness is. And she went and talked to them because remember, when you go over to the Middle East, we have the written word. A lot of what they know is information that's been passed on. Because it's family members. It goes back. That's their history. So they, they pass it on by word of mouth. It's passed on family to family. And when she talked to the rabbis and asked them, what is righteousness? They said, righteousness is everything to us. Everything. everything. And she went and studied out and she gave us the best explanation she could give for righteousness because she studied it. Righteousness will cause you to become holy. We struggle with being holy, but if we will first be righteous, we won't have to struggle with holiness. Righteousness will make you become holy. Righteousness, you ready for this? Is treating everyone we come into contact with as though we are entertaining Jesus Christ himself. That's righteousness. So righteousness means I'm going to love you like I love myself. If I care so much about me going to heaven, should I not care the same way for you going to heaven? Vanessa, if I love myself going to heaven, I should care a whole lot for you going to heaven. And if I see you doing something that will not lead you to heaven, I'm supposed to love you as I love myself. So when we're not telling people the truth, we're not loving people. So in case you have been thinking that just being okay and not saying anything is loving them, that's not loving them. That's condoning something that will hurt them later on, which means you don't love them. So we need to love people the right way, the way Jesus loved us. Jesus didn't do everything that we like. He still is not doing everything we like, but he's doing everything for our benefit. He wants us to one day spend eternity with him. He wants us to one day not have to struggle and suffer. He wants us to live a life that is bountiful. That is abundant. And so he does what's necessary for us to be benefited. And if we're going to be like Jesus, we have to do what's necessary to help the people we say we love. And not turn a blind eye to anything that will lead them astray from God. Righteousness is not what we put on or take off. It must be who we are. Mm -hmm. All our actions must reveal righteousness. And we need to understand. When we become righteous. We position ourselves. To be able to be more than what we are. We were made for more. Not what we are doing today. We're made for more. Some of us are on track, but on track still means there's more. Tell your neighbor there's more. There's more. Wherever you are today, I'm here to tell you there's more. God has more for you. God created you for more. And there is nothing else that will make you more happy than fulfilling your purpose. I cannot tell you the joy that, that, that comes in my soul when I know I'm doing what God wants. And you will experience it if you will do it. When you know you have done what God wants, you know there's a different kind of thing that's going on within your soul, within your heart, because you know I am just done what pleased the lord just like many of you will leave here today and says you know what i started off my day right don't let nobody take this away from you when you leave here don't let nobody get in the way of this when you leave here today you are made for more and you're going to be more than what you are you were made for more tell your neighbor you were made for more and so i say this finally if you have never given your life to christ I'm not talking about just believing. I'm not talking about uh, confessing your, 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 your sins. I'm talking about repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. We have the baptism tank right over here. This is not traditional. Please don't be traditional when you're dealing with Christ. This is not traditional. And so a lot of traditional people, well, I wasn't really ready. How do you know when you're ready to be saved? Tell me. I would like to know. Since, do you know what it takes to be saved? If you don't know what it takes to be saved, how do you know when you're ready? We don't know. So when you come to a church service, remember I told you, Jesus got you here, not me, not the person that invited you. Jesus got you here. So if Jesus got you here, what do you think? He just wanted you to just hear this and you don't have to do nothing. In life, in life, I've said too much today. I'm, I'm finished here. In life, in the relationship of teacher and student, both people have a responsibility. Yes, do. Teacher have a responsibility to study and teach. Yes, student have a responsibility to learn. Yes. Yes, to learn. Unfortunately, church people seem like they ain't no students. We, we treat church like we're not students. We just get a little thought in our mind and we leave. We don't, we don't challenge ourselves to learn and to leave to say, I learned something. And I can prove to you because I did something. And so I will say to you again, if you've never given your life to Christ by repenting of your sins, getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to have all your sins washed away, you do not want to leave here the same way. Tomorrow is not promised unto you. And if you will just trust me today, we have robes and towels and things to put on your head. You don't have to go home wet, but you can go home with your life changed. You can go home born again. You can go home in a new life in Christ. And all that you've heard today would have made a difference to you. Is there anyone that will take the step of faith today to say, I'm surrendering my life to Christ. I am going to be born again. I am going to give myself to Jesus today. Is there anyone here today that before you leave, you will give your life to Jesus Christ and you will not leave the same way again? Is there one? Will you come if you are here today and you are, giving, you, you are ready to give your life to Christ? Well, not ready. You're serious about giving your life to Christ. Is there anyone? Come on, my brother. Come on, my brother. He took the step of faith. He took the step of faith. There's others that can take the step of faith. You turn around, we're going to pray for you. Turn this way. This way. This way. Yes, sir. We're going to pray for him. We got some brothers here that's going to work with him. Is there anyone else before you go? You've never. Been born again of the water and of the spirit. I'm not talking about being christened when you were a baby. I'm not talking about, you know, one day you got baptized and you don't remember, but you know you got baptized. Don't try to remember what you can't remember when it comes down to your salvation. Do what you know to do right now so you don't have to remember it. You will know it. There are people in the Bible that got re-baptized. Is there anyone here today that need to be re-baptized?
4: Mm.
3: All right. If you want to renew your mind today, I want you to come forward as well. If you just feel like I want to renew my mind, I want, I want to renew the spirit of my mind, I want God to do something in my life because I don't want to just be doing what I've always done. I just don't want to be neutral. I want to move forward. I want the word of God to do something in my life. Can I say this last thing? Vanessa, appreciate you coming. But here's the last thing I'm going to say. We have to figure out how to respond to God differently than anything else in our life. We are, it's easy for us to be concerned about people. Well, I don't want everybody looking at me. I understand it, but can I tell you? Let me tell you from my perspective. When I surrendered my life to Christ, Vanessa, I was cool, dude. I tell people that all the time. I'm, I was cool. Ain't, ain't too many of y'all in here that was cooler than me. I was cool. And because I was cool, I wouldn't pray for nobody to see me pray. I would do stuff kind of, you know, on a down low, as you like to say, because I just want to just be cool. So I still try to keep my kind of style. How I was in the world. I still wanted to be the same way, but now living for God. But the Bible says we must be born again. And poor old me, holding on to the same old lifestyle, the way I flow, and nothing was changing. It took me about six months to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost because I was cool. I didn't want nobody to see me. Because y'all don't know. Y'all don't know my name out in the streets? Oh, I I had a name. I'm just saying, y'all don't know who I am. Y'all just see me up here and think, oh, the preacher. I had a name. And so I'm going to church protecting that name. Nothing was happening for me, Vanessa. Nothing was happening. And one day I decided I didn't care if they saw me cry. I didn't care if they saw me lift my hands, I didn't care what happened. And when I did that, I received the baptism with the Holy Ghost. I spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave me utterance because I decided that I was going to do what God wants and not be cool anymore. You want to hear something? I'm cooler than I used to be now. I teach in a prison and I tell them when I was in a prison teaching there, I said, listen, it's cool fellas, to lift your head and worship God and tears run down your eyes. That's cool. You know why? My eyes are open. You might not believe that's cool because your eyes are not open yet. But when your eyes are open, you understand it's okay to lift your hands and worship God and cry and repent and get baptized and live your life right. That's cool. Before my eyes was open, I did not think that was cool. But God has changed me. And I thank God. What's your name? Rahim. Rahim. Come on, let's pray for Rahim. And for those of you that want a renewing, pray for Vanessa. And we want God to do a a really, really work of the spirit in the hearts and minds of people. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have brought Rahim here today, Lord God. And there is nothing too hard for you. It doesn't matter, Lord God, what his situation is. It doesn't matter, Lord God, what his past may be. But today, Lord God, as he surrender his life to you, I pray the power of God will move him. I pray the power of God will move him to a new dimension in you and that his faith, Lord God, will cause him to know you and to draw close to you. Today, Lord God, as he surrender his life, I pray that the Holy Spirit will guide him, will lead him, will work in him and through him for the glory of the Lord and for the will of God to be done. Lord, touch Raheem today. Save his soul and use him as your conduit and use him for your witness, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Get Raheem ready for baptism in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch your dear child, Lord God. As she has heard your word today, I pray, almighty God, that you will lead her And that you will guide her. Oh, hallelujah. God has spoken to your heart. And the word of God is ministering even now in your soul and your spirit. Hear God's word and obey God's word. You don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. You don't have to think what is going to happen to me. God loves you. God will take good care of you. He will give you a life that will exceed whatever you could have ever thought about, what you would have ever expected. God will do great things, miraculous things. God will do new things in your life if you will trust Him today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, will you shield her. Shield her, Lord God, and protect her from the works of the enemy, from the attacks of the enemy. Keep her mind, Lord God. I pray that she will respond to your word and that she will be saved in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. touch Amen. You love him, Lord just God. You know, you. God, you called them for such a time just as just this. Be to be used mightily and miraculously of you. Yes, I pray, yes, Lord God, world. that he will respond in obedience Bound to your word today. And he will walk circumspectly, trusting you. That faith, Lord God, will cause him, Lord God, to speak your word. Faith will cause him, Lord God, to do what thus saith the Lord. That faith, Almighty God, will empower him, Lord God, to live the life
1: of war. To live the life of war. The life that you've called him to, Lord God. Have your way. his life, Lord God. blessings is going and is coming, Lord God. And make a way, make a way, make a way for your will to be done in his life, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, have your way, Lord.
3: In the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way. Renew her mind. Renew her mind. Let there be a of the of her mind. Let there be a renewing of the spirit of her mind. Let there be a renewing of the spirit of her mind. Lead her in a place that you have her to be, Lord God. And Lord, let the love of God be shed abroad in her heart by the Holy Ghost. Let righteousness, Lord God, oh God, be upon her, Lord Jesus. As you will we live will holy and righteous. Have your way, Lord, you in the name of Jesus. Again. In the
1: name of Jesus. And we'll dance in your presence till you come again. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We will sing, hallelujah. Will sing hallelujah, hallelujah till you come again. Father. Bless you, Lord. Will you open doors
3: for her, Lord God? Will you lead her in the path of righteousness, Lord God? Lord, will you show her, Lord
1: God, the things that you have in store for her, Lord God? Will you give her revelation of your word? Will you give her understanding, Lord God? And I pray, Lord God, that faith will quicken her response to you, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God. Lord, we command every stronghold. I command the invisible chains to fall from her. I command the Lord to loose her. And that she will walk in the authority of your word. And in the power of your name. Lord, have your way in her life. Bless her, Lord, Keep her, Lord. And let your will be done in her. Life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. Father, that's the Spirit of God. Have your way in his life, Lord God. Touch his body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Touch him, Lord, and give him strength.
1: Touch
3: his mind, Lord God. Ah, Kotorobo. Ah, impart your wisdom now, Lord God. Ah, there's a stirring, oh God. Uh-huh. Stir, Lord
1: God. Renew, Lord God. Renew, Lord God.
3: Renew, Lord God. Renew, Almighty God. Let the Holy Ghost have free of his this Lord. Let the Holy Ghost reign supreme in His life, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah. Let Gigi, Lord. Let Gigi, Lord. Whatever you have placed in her, Lord God, let it manifest. Let it bloom. Let it grow. Let it blossom, Lord. Let it empower her, Lord Jesus. And I pray that her faith will increase. Order her steps, Lord God. Order her steps, Lord God. Order her steps, Lord God. And let your will be done. Lord, open that door. Let her see, Lord God, that you're in charge. Let her see, Lord God, that you're working Even when she don't really realize you're working. Let her see, Lord God, that you, Lord Jesus, will take good care of her, Lord God. Let her see it and understand it, Lord. Let her walk into it, Lord God, and understand it. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Gigi, have confidence in God. Have confidence in God. God has made a way for you. You don't see the way yet, but he has made the way. He will bring you down that way slowly but surely. But God has already made the way. He's already made the way. You hear me? He's already made the way. He didn't make the way right now. He didn't make the way. He's not making the way tomorrow. He's already made the way. It's just about you following now. It's just about you recognizing that there's been a way that's made. Just follow after Him. Just trust Him. Surrender all to Him. And let His will be done. Ah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Church, thank you for being here today. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget our meetings, health care workers, prison ministry next door.